1: Howdy there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Completely
0: Fucking Clueless. My name is Audrey Dean Flowers. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use a she, her, her pronoun. Yes, we do. Okay, I was really worried there for a second that I was not going to remember the intro because it's been a hot second. Yeah, I know. You guys, it's so weird because there was a point in this, in this that we were like every week recording. Right. And we were like, we're pretty regular
1: about what day it was. Even.
0: Yes. And now, now we ain't. No, just because of life. Life's no. changed. Uh. And I have a really big... Announcement to make everybody. She does. And I mean,
1: it's if you listen to the last solo episode, you might be able to guess what. It guess is. what it is.
0: And <laughs> if you follow me on like my personal social media, like I've already posted about yeah. it. But I moved
1: to New York City. I-, I would scream for real, but my voice is too shot.
0: Yeah. Nah. Um. No, it's so crazy. Like I posted on our like CFC Instagram story about like not being over an hour late because. While it's still, like, a 20-minute drive um, down here because I live, like, way uptown, like, I'm not
1: that far. Yeah. I'm not, like... I know. I still haven't seen your place. I know. You will. You will. I'm sad about. We'll find a time next week.
0: For sure. It's still, like, a work in progress because... And I wanted to say this because when you talked to me about this, like, over the phone the other day, it is, like, the most true statement. Moving out, like post-grad like after graduating college is just so different than moving in college
1: I I spoke about that when because when I first moved to the city in our class it was only me and our friend Travis who had moved, and Travis and I spoke about it a lot of like because when you move into college it kind of all needs to be done in like two days literally it also like kind of doesn't matter because you know you're probably only there for a year it can be kind of shit and like you're in college so who gives a fuck right but like moving as an adult is a much slower process
0: it's so and it's just like this massive undertaking I will say something that definitely helped us in this process is that you know I started my adventure in early October like I said on the last episode and then you know we thought something may work out and then it didn't but the thing about that situation that was kind of good was that we started buying things pretty early Mm -hmm. on and so by the time we've moved in now like we have a lot of things like our kitchen is done. Basically.
1: I do want to know the only thing that I had to buy for my kitchen when moving here. What? And it's because everything in my college apartments in the kitchen was provided by me, except for silverware. That was the only thing I didn't have when I moved here. I did not have silverware. That's so
0: interesting. Yeah, no, we got like so much shit early on, which was nice. The only thing that we don't have, which kind of sucks, is like a couch for yeah. our living room because um, it was a gift. And so I was like, I want to make sure it's something that I yeah. love because couches are really expensive. Yeah. Um. So it should be here in December. But yeah, I've moved and It's just like so crazy to me, like this entire week waking up in like my new bedroom. I'm just
1: like, what the fuck? I like it's like feels so crazy to me. Like I kind of still don't believe it. No.
0: And I think I was when I was writing my notes last night, I think something that like really came up for me was like, you know, we've had this podcast almost been recording it for two years. And when we started recording it, like I would always, you know, and I've talked about so much on the podcast, like wanting to move out and like wondering when that's going to happen and you're fucking there right and it's just like so crazy to have like documentation though of like talking about wanting it and like and somebody who listens to the podcast and follows like us on social media commented on one of my TikToks and was like it's so cool to like see you achieve this goal because like I've been following you for a while and like (laughs) right like I was so (laughs) emotional like I was like that is so cool that like somebody out there is like following my journey and our journey and like is seeing the like different steps that we're making it like um my god it's making me so emotional but yeah it's like crazy and it's been and i think the thing about moving and change in general is that it's so many different emotions yes like the day of moving like i woke up really early and like was feeling good and then like i swear to god i was a crank monster from like 10 a.m until 4 p.m like just cranky i was also hangry um because i feel like that's something that you forget during moving like you're just like so focused um and I've just gone, like, weaving in and out of emotions, especially because, like, I, like, live so close. Like, I'm literally going home after this because
1: my partner still lives in Westchester. I actually been curious about this. Do you think that Olivia will move into the city now that you're here? No okay
0: yes so no I do not think I think if they move to the city it'll be when we move in together you know because Olivia is working a job and like going to school so I think like the saving their income is like what's best for them and the thing about their place is that their parents like their dad is going to be fully retired by this summer and their mom is is retired too so and they're jet setters they're like off and about doing their thing are my
1: parents now i'm yeah. like was so i kept going to call my parents this week and then i'm like Right. They're in Europe and they're asleep because it's 2 a.m. where they are. And I'm like iconic. I know it's your 70th birthday, dad, but like, think about me. I need to call my mommy. No, (laughs) literally. I was thinking,
0: I kept joking around with my parents and I was like, you guys are going to miss me. Like, what the fuck are you going to do without me? And my dad is like, no, like, leave. No. I was like, you guys are so rude. But I saw my mom. She stopped by the apartment on Thursday because she works, like, near that area. And
1: she, I could tell, like, she missed me. I was like, yeah. I know you miss me. Well, I mean, okay, this is very far out and might not happen. But something my mom is very excited about is why this came up in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my lease for this apartment will be up in basically June, July. I always that forget. Is so crazy. Which, devastating. I will have been here for three years and I'm not staying because it's going to be too expensive and I'm hashtag devastated. Um, but what is very exciting is my I have a lot of sisters the sister right Above me and I might be moving in together <gasps> Oh my god wait you and did I not th- tell
0: you This no you did but I it's just like <laughs> Hitting me it's really hitting me now oh my God um, yeah. that would be so Fun yeah
1: she's basically taking a year Of kind of being like a nomad because she was just like Really intense rowing training for like the Last fucking decade and couldn't fucking do anything Yeah she's kind of being like a nomad And going all over and I'm getting to see her do Like all this cool shit um, And so yeah we she... Uh, might be living together and our mom is very excited about that because my mom loves New York and loves having an excuse to come down here. Yeah
0: and so now like it's like what more than of an excuse than your daughters are living together. And
1: what's really funny is my mom brought it up to us both separately like a couple months ago now actually Mm. and we both separately were like yeah I kind of like this idea and then kind of forgot about it and then randomly my sister mentioned it to me and I was like yeah no we both talked to mom about it we never spoke to each other (laughs) about it and then randomly my mom also brought it up kind of forgetting that she had already told us about this idea and I was like no no we've been talking about it like we even talked about how like she was like oh like how would cooking with dishes like would we have a separate meat drawer and Mm. I was like yeah and I was like I in college already did the thing of sharing pans which I'm okay with but the one thing that I would say is I have a cast iron pan that is mine that I would like to never have meat in it right like and I've used our cast iron pan at home that has had meat in it like I I'm not that anal but like it's my cast iron pan I'd prefer to have yeah but like other than that fine um So uh, this is very far away. This is over six months away, but
0: that's exciting though. Like the next chapter, it's so interesting because it really like, I got super emotional when moving about like, it really felt like a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, yes, there's other been other things in my life since graduating that have felt like a new chapter, but I think like moving, like you're literally big. Yeah. Like you're moving your physical self. It just feels like this. Yeah. Really big new chapter. And something that really got to me was like, feeling very emotional about like never probably going to be living
1: in my like childhood home permanently ever again. Well, that's part of the reason my sister and I want to live together is like, we never really got to live together because I moved out when I was 14 for boarding school. Right. Um, and like we were relatively close, like as sort of siblings are growing up, but like we fought a lot growing up. Sure. I'm like like, siblings. Yeah. And I was like a really difficult child. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of issues, went to a lot of therapy, uh and yeah it was really difficult I had a lot of like um anger issues mm-hmm. and like really didn't have a good ability of like managing emotions yeah um and then when she was like a teen uh she was really depressed and on a lot of medication for that um and so we just never really got to like have that together and she like read the statistic of like I'm probably gonna misquote it but it's something like by the time you're 18 like it's like 90% of the time you'll spend with your siblings in your life has already happened. Wow. Um and like we really care about each other now. Like when I was in high school, she like she and I kind of both came to the realization through watching our siblings like oh, if you don't put time and effort into this relationship, you're not going to have one. Yeah. And like we are really close and like she is like one of my favorite people in the Aww. fucking world. And so the idea of like actually getting to like be near each other for like a year is so exciting like when she was in college she used to sometimes on weekends drive up and visit me at walnut hill from connecticut to massachusetts just to like say hi for a couple of hours
0: oh that's so sweet Yeah. yeah that seems like such a fun idea wow so many things yeah moving is crazy but so far so good And yeah We'll we'll see how it goes I think like it, It's just such like A big adjustment And it takes time To like adjust yeah. To things Something I know That I've already liked Is like last night We finally set up our TV We don't Since we don't have a couch yet We just like sat on random chairs And like we're cu- Like doing work on our computers And watching the Kardashians And I was like This is something that I know I've needed for a while Is just like somebody To like be around Like even when you're not Like like I kind of like the whole Like being with somebody but not actually talking to yes. each other sort of thing so yeah it should be fun I'm really excited for city life even though the holidays are coming up and like so much back and forth is going to be happening but it's going to be
1: exciting still it's yeah. so exciting my dude. yeah so that's the big big life update but it's still like not real to me no
0: no literally ever and I just like I love my view and every day I like look out and I'm like what I just doesn't it feels so crazy to me um it just feels like so unreal I'm like wait what
1: that's so cool but yeah any life updates from you um I'd say the biggest one is I'm gonna do my first in-person audition (gasps) uh this upcoming Tuesday which Uh, is part of the reason why I'm really annoyed that I'm a little sicky and my voice is a little sore right now um but yeah I'm doing it's they're going to be on audition for, like, the Frozen Tour, which I don't think I'm necessarily the best fit for. But still. But it's just about kind of ripping off the baby yes. because I've been very afraid to get back into auditioning. So, I need to print out my headshot, which the headshot I'm going to be using. That
0: is insane. I know. The
1: headshot I'm using has my hair at, like, right below jaw length. Oh, my God. Which, uh, if you've not seen what I look like currently or you don't watch the video, my hair's, like, past my tits currently. So long. Um, But I don't have the money for new headshots right now. So, they're getting me with short hair. Um so we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Um so I'm very nervy about that. Let's see. Do I have That's so
0: exciting. I like honestly, I'm feeling secondhand anxiety for you cuz now I'm f- thinking about like what auditions are like or what I remember them to be like, but I feel like that's why you need to like rip the bandaid off yes. because you need to give yourself like a new impression. And also
1: like we're like I've only done auditioning in New York where it was still mostly remote. Yes. Um, And now it's like pretty back in person doing like these big open calls, which I've never done before. And the yes. idea of them feels very scary and intimidating. And I am very nervous. And I think the day of, I'm going to be really fucking nervous But like right now I'm like, I'm kind of excited.
0: Yeah. But once you like do it, like it'll feel so good. And you know what this is making me think of? Have you seen that girl on TikTok who like went to the little women open call and was like doing interviews from the line? Yes. Oh my God. That was insane. People were out there at like 2 a.m. in the morning. So
1: that's, (laughs) I literally, am like, so I'm going on Tuesday and I have therapy at 10 and I'm like. I don't exactly know how this is going to work. And so my plan is to get ready super early because the actual audition doesn't start till like 2 PM, but I know like you need to be there really early. So I'm like, do I get ready really early, head down there and just like do therapy in line?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exposure therapy. (laughs) I'm not really sure. Or like,
1: I like, that's the thing is like, I really haven't done these in person. So I don't know if like I can put my name on a list and then like, peace out for like 45 minutes to do my audition
0: from what I've seen it like even with the little women call is that people go you you put your name on the list and then you leave because like
1: it's gonna be fucking hours
0: right like you can't just like sit there like I saw one girl she went she put her name on the list like went home for two hours and then went back
1: yeah so I think what I might do is try and go put my name down I don't maybe come back here and do my therapy. I'm not, haven't really figured out the details of this plan and then go back.
0: Um, So crazy.
1: I've been in a little bit of a negative headspace the past few days Mm. and I'm not really sure why, but I, I have been like really trying to stick to my routines and something. I've really become a tea girl. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. There's something to like sticking to these little routines that like a, like helps like sort of keep you going even when you're down but, like, I'm not really a religious person, but I do think there's something very special about having, like, practices. And it's weird because, like, my practice of making my tea in the morning and having my tea at evening has, like, very quickly become something that it is, like, very special and precious to me. Yeah. Um. So even though I'm in a bit of a grumpy mood, like, still doing it, like... It makes me feel like a couple percentages better.
0: Yeah, I get that. I said to Olivia yesterday, I just like, you know, like moving is exhausting in many ways. And so I feel like I've been very tired this week. And so yesterday I was like... And my hard drive broke and I I Mm -hmm. figured out that I wasn't going to be able to get any of my data back, which was very depressing. But I was like to Olivia, I was like, I'm so grumpy and angry and like, why? Like I always like sometimes I'll be like sad or feeling some negative emotions and I'll be like, why am I feeling this way? Or like kind of like judging it. Mm -hmm. But you kind of just like have to let it happen. Yeah. So ride the
1: wave. I'm going through it. I think part of what's putting me in a slightly grumpy mood is. So I thought for a while that I was just seeing things in my own head, but I finally did. Like I made a comment of this to my friend the other day while at work. And she was like, no, absolutely. Um, of one of my bosses, I already told Tara about this last night, but I'm going to go into detail that one of my bosses clearly either very much dislikes me Mm. or thinks I'm incredibly stupid. We're not sure. My friend thinks that she just thinks I'm incredibly stupid, Mm. which I find honestly more insulting. Um, Than just hating me. Because hating me, fine, fucking whatever. Um, And it's just, like, really been frustrating me. Because, like, I, uh, like, it's just, like, very not enjoyable to have someone, like, talk down to you. And be, like, demeaning and just, like, very passive aggressive. And, like, I'm, like, I'm a pretty friendly, bubbly, like, joking sort of person. And that doesn't mean that I'm dumb. But even if I was, like, there's no reason to be fucking rude to right. me about it yeah and it's just like i thought i was seeing things and my friend is like no it's just like really unnecessary and i don't really know where it's coming from but it's just like it what like makes me annoyed is like she had initially had like a, like now like over a month ago made a comment of like so when are you gonna buy something because i haven't bought anything <gasps> from the store i'm working at Rhoda, because like, like we get a discount but it's still expensive. expensive and i'm like you don't know my fucking situation like don't comment yeah um and like I like, so something I do is I have earrings that I always wear. And when I go to work, I take, they like us to wear their jewelry. So I take off the earrings and I just put them on my middle fingers because I kind of fit like rings. And then I put in earrings from the store. Yeah. And like, I've shown a lot of people like, isn't this kind of silly goofy? And most people find it like funny. Like it's like a strange little weird thing I do. Yeah. And she like reacted in a weird way. And like, sometimes she like kind of will make a joke about it. But like, she like kind of said like, oh, I like, she was like, made a comment of how I hadn't kind of bought anything again and I was like well things are expensive like being an actor is expensive like yeah kind of making a joke and she was like oh you were really acting in your interview and like kind of like said like that I like hustled or lied to them in the interview which a people do that in interviews that's fine yeah, but like okay people do that all the time but B, like I I really do like the stuff I just don't I have more important things to do with oh my, my money God. right now so,
0: okay because during the interview you were like i really like this stuff and, and i do i've yeah, loved the so brand for
1: like over a decade at right this point. so she's like insinuating your line because you won't buy anything and she very much like bosses me around and like she's my boss but like does it in a way that That's, i feel like is different to me than other people mm. like i really do think that she just thinks i'm incredibly stupid um and like as much as i know that i'm not it feels really shitty. Like I got home last night and I'd been in a good mood most of the day. And I even had been plotting myself about how I've been doing with or like spending. And I ended up door dashing myself ramen because I was just like sad and I'm feeling sick. And like, it just felt shitty to spend the whole day having someone like talk down to you.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's not cool. I have like a similar situation that I've witnessed. Like I've been the person witnessing this, somebody that's being like spoken to differently than the rest of the people. And it's obvious and it's not nice. Like it is, it's so blatantly obvious when somebody of authority is treating one person very specifically differently. So I feel terrible and I'm so sorry that they're treating you that way.
1: Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I did to
0: her, but you know what? You're doing your job. And like, that's that the the, the T is, is this is a job, a J O B. It's a job. You're making money. And like, so what you haven't bought anything like, like,
1: I don't have to. That's not a fucking job requirement. Has she I asked everybody else
0: that question?
1: No, I also don't think that's a fucking appropriate it's question not, to ask an it It's like. not
0: an appropriate question because, like like you said, the jewelry is expensive. I bet not everybody there can afford to buy it. And so what, what if you just didn't want to? Yeah, like, I, I don't need to own anything of jewelry to fucking work here like like what that's like okay I mean does Lululemon give you guys stuff to wear no
1: they give you a discount
0: okay um, I'm trying to think but that's just like the same thing like of any But like store. no one would be like why the fuck haven't you bought anything why haven't you bought anything like, because I'm
1: like even with the discount most shit is over a hundred dollars yeah that's expensive I've got other shit that I need to do with my money right now right like, you don't know my situation I was fucking depressed for six months and not working like I'm really trying to get my finances in fucking order yeah. and you like just get off my fucking butt no anyway rude. that's my rant um i'm rude. gonna double check my notes if there was anything else but no it just i was literally in such a pissy mood last night was when i wanted to call my mommy and complain but she was <laughs>
0: coming mommy, and to call my mommy. <laughs> um
1: yeah and i've just i've really been missing like having a feeling of community
0: yeah yeah i get that i feel like I don't know. I feel like it's been, I've really been realizing in the last like six to eight months of my life, like how hard it is for like with my friendships to like get us all together. Like Mm -hmm. I'm thinking specifically of my hometown friends. Love you guys. If you're listening, no hate, no shade. Um, (laughs) But like, it's been impossible to get us all together because we're on different work schedules. We have different lives. It is just like, it is, it's tough.
1: My friend Emma and I, or you oh know yeah, Emma, yeah, yeah, Um, we finally caught up for like a couple hours this week, but like, it's taken us like four months to do that, and we've yeah. really been trying to see each other, and we just like it has not been able to fucking happen yeah i feel like when people like you are built into my life
0: liz is mm-hmm. built into my life it's so much easier like olivia's built into my life but when you're not like built into somebody's life it can be really hard especially if you're running on like very opposite schedules like i'm thinking of my friend Erin. like she works tuesday to saturday because like that's mm-hmm. how her schedule works and so Saturday's like one of the days i have open and i was like texting my friends i was like anybody want to do brunch on this day and it's like oh one man down because she's working and i it, it just like sucks yeah it's it's a shitty situation um an update for me that i forgot about i went and saw renee rap <laughs> yes you did you may not be able to see oh there we go it adjusted sorry guys the w- there's i'm like watching the the like camera go in and out, in and out yeah. but i have good tits and a big heart you do. Thank you. It was so good. I'm so, so happy for you. So good. So good. Wait, I'll uh, tell you guys a funny story. So we got these tickets. So it was at Avant Gardner, the Great Hall. Like that is um, where? What's it called? That place in Brooklyn, um, Mirage, Brooklyn Mirage, which was a little scary because if you've heard about the Brooklyn, bl- bl- Brooklyn, if you've heard about the Brooklyn Mirage lately, they found two male bodies in a river near there.
1: Yes. I did hear about this.
0: Yes. And it makes sense. Like because it's such an industrial Area like there is nothing Out there besides these like w- Besides like different warehouses But we go like anyway we have the tickets Um, And so the tickets that we Got were like on this like raised platform it's Which like- was really nice because You could like overlook the GA area And also you we had like these spotlights On us the entire time I was like I Am you famous. are the center of attention I am VIP I know her Personally like don't fuck with me <laughs> Um, but like, so the thing about the concert was like we got there early because you know we wanted to make sure we could have a good view, and then she has two openers, and then she didn't go on. So we got there at seven. She mm-hmm. didn't go on till nine forty. Shit, that's almost three hours. Yes, love you, Miss Renee. But nine forty, that's and her set was. I was in the car by eleven. Isn't that insane? And I know she doesn't have a lot of music, so I I totally get it. Like you're new, whatever. But I was shocked. I that was the only thing I was disappointed with was the fact that she came on at nine forty. I would stood there for almost three hours, and then I was in a car going to Henrietta's by eleven o five. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it was amazing, and she had Kesha there. I heard. Yes. I was so jealous, which of was that. really cool. Oh, but the crazy story was so basically we were on this raised platform and then there was a platform in front of us that had like bottle service tables. And so we figured like, Oh my God, like this is probably where her VIPs are going to be, whatever. But then like after her two openers go on, they start like moving the, the couches out of the way and creating like a general space area. So we're like, Oh my God, we're probably going to get to go like up against the, the first railing. And so I'm just standing there patiently waiting. And then all of a sudden out of my corner of my eye, I start seeing people like, rush run so i don't know what came over me i saw red and i just ran and i got like at the front of the bar Slide. and but liz got held back because the the security guards were like we're we're gonna let you go if you guys are patient. like da da, da da and i was like oh no and she's like liz is like stay there stay there and eventually she comes and she's like i am so proud of you i was like i don't even know what happened like i don't know how i got to this spot like i feel like somebody had to like transport me to get there <laughs> but it was so good so good such a good experience that's all so i can good. say so, so, good, so good so good are we ready to move into the next portion i think we are all right guys we have a sexy next portion coming up nancy Purdy warning N- nancy motherfucking Purdy warning. seriously if you're an adult and know me log Don't off now to this, please. log off now also
1: if you're my sister-in-law and adele's listening don't let her listen to the rest of this, please. Uh, so just as a reminder, Nancy Purdy, Adele, n- don't n- listen to this. Please do
0: not listen to this. Seriously. Okay? Thank Anyways. you. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So the other day I was scrolling through Instagram and something came up on my um. For you. i was gonna say for you page but it's not a for you page i guess like instagram page i don't know there's definitely a word for it i don't know my feed. Grit, your feed the feed um and it was this article from the new york times and i had also
1: seen it i hope yeah
0: know. and i and it, well especially let me just say the title so the title is new york times eight sex myths that experts wish would go away
1: I would say one quick thing. I am a little annoyed at the New York Times. I still subscribe to them, and I like read their news. But I am a little annoyed at their uh, annoyed is not the right word. But uh, with their coverage of, of yes. Palestine right now, 100%. a hundred percent acknowledgement. Just
0: a quick acknowledgement.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I saw this, and the first myth that we'll get into literally like came for me, and so I was like, oh wait, this may be interesting to kind of like go through these eight myths talk about how we feel about them how they relate to like 20's life and like uh, you guys should comment and tell us like what you think about these myths too because they're really really interesting yeah. um, and I feel like I've heard so many of these so yeah slay. slay so let's get into it also I'll put like the maybe when we um, link the article link the article and like maybe we can put like the author somewhere on the screen yeah. so that they you know because we didn't write these things like no. just just we're not
1: taking any credit okay we take credit for nothing we take credit
0: for nothing and that's why i wore my good tits big heart shirt um because it just like felt appropriate (laughs) okay (laughs) um so the first myth is everyone else is having more
1: sex than you guys you want to know the last time that i had sex any type of sex three years ago (laughs) boom (laughs) boom
0: yes this one like called me to my core because a couple like maybe honestly maybe like a year ago yeah I would say a year ago at this point like I was really struggling with like like uh, the amount of sex I was having in my relationship and like thinking about like Oh my god! I bet people are having like so much more sex than me, and like da 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 da, and it like really impacted the way I thought about my relationship. And the and in this article under this myth, the statistic is I'll literally read it word for word. One in three people have had
1: no partnered sex in the
0: prior year.
1: Yeah, I've spoken to a couple of friends about it, and it has made me feel better. Of like, I have other friends who haven't had sex in over two years, and like I felt. And, like, I know this isn't true, but it made me feel like such a loser that I haven't had sex in three years. Even though it's been very much by my choice. If I wanted to have sex, I'm pretty sure I could go find someone right. to have sex with.
0: No, I think it does. Like, I remember last year feeling really insecure about my relationship yeah. because I was like, we should be fucking every day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sh- like uh, that's how you show you're in love, right? Like, yeah. you should be having a lot of sex. And, like, you know, and it, it was just really hard, especially, like, at the beginning of my relationship with my partner. You know, we both had a lot of sex, maybe trauma or things that we needed to like work through like I was working through a lot of like internalized homophobia that was severely impacting our sex life my partner was working through their own shit and like I was expecting us to like because of what you see in the movies like what people talk about like to be having sex like almost every day and like as I've been in this relationship for a longer time and gotten older i've just realized that there are so many different factors that affect your sex life tired distracted mental health physical health like medication medication that like you got to do what works for you and you know what if fucking every day works for you god bless your heart if doing it a couple times a week works for you amazing once a week once a month, like, you know, and also people go through these like spells of like mm-hmm. not really being into sex. And then a couple months will pass and like you're all, like, that's all you want to do. So it's just like such this myth really got me like being like in
1: my head. I remember like back in high school being so insecure and like I the first I had sex my freshman year of college for semester. And was I ready? Should I have had sex? Probably not. I'm going to like say as an upfront no percent of the person pressure me it was very much my own thing of like I just want to rip off the band-aid I want this to be done I feel super right. lame that's
0: what this myth said was yeah. that a lot of high schoolers will just have sex and not with somebody that they really like or no, just like, I did yeah. not
1: enjoy the experience yeah uh, because
0: they want to have sex because they think everybody else has yes. had it I
1: I just was like oh I I need to get this this done, done with yeah um it was not fun.
0: No, I I have a friend in high school who did something similar. Like, all of us were starting to lose our virginities mm-hmm. for the first time. and Which
1: also, virginity is a complete social construct. Not a real thing.
0: Yes. um, That's another myth that we'll get into. Yeah. Um, But, um, and, you know, she wasn't really, like, dating anybody or seeing anybody. And, you know, she met someone random on a dating app and had sex with him for mm-hmm. the first time. And, you know, like, it wasn't the best experience. No.
1: I mean, like, something that, like, we'll get into this further. But, like, I... A lot of my, like, beginning sexual experiences were more scary than enjoyable. Right. Um, And, like, not in a way that I'm, like, blaming, like, my partners necessarily. But, like, in a way where, like, a lot of it was on me of, like, not not being comfortable or ready or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that has definitely affected the rest of my sex life of, like, my initial experiences were scary and painful.
0: Yes. And I I think... It all. I feel like it really does come down to our sexual education mm-hmm. and not being taught how to advocate. What like you know, and all these different things. And I've written notes about this, like about different myths. I was like, Oh, I wish I knew about this because it would have made so many of my earlier sex experience Mm -hmm. so much better. Um, Something with this myth, the first myth of like everyone else is having more sex before we move on to the next one that I did want to say is like, I feel like in my relationship now we are in the best place that we've ever been in terms of our sex life. And something that this article said that I think really has helped it too, is just like having, it was so funny. The article literally said that like, you are naked in front of this person but won't want to talk about sex with them and I think something that has really helped me and my partner is just having such an open honest dialogue about sex like weaving it into our rapport like it
1: is it is made wonder it's like helped our sex life so much I yes I have so many thoughts on that like okay so I know everyone always says like consent is sexy like yeah blah blah but I think most people mean it in the way of like not getting consent is very unsexy. Right. But I've been thinking about this a lot over probably like the past six months. Of like, no, it is like some if you are scared and you don't know what's about to happen, not very sexy or right. fun. like having consent and having had a proper discussion about like what you're OK with, what you're not and knowing what is going to happen to your body in this experience. Yeah much more sexy totally like, it's not very sexy when you're straight up scared
0: right a hundred percent And like you
1: can only have that through conversation and if like if you're not at a place to have that conversation because i get it they like it feel is. really awkward and they're hard Ugh, they're and hard. i know this is a cliche but like if you can't discuss it maybe, maybe you shouldn't have sex yeah. but like i didn't listen to that advice at all i mean one of my friends literally she the first time she had sex it was with someone she like kind of knew and she was like made sure she was drunk because she was like nervous about it Mm. and she gave me the advice of like don't be drunk for it no i did the same thing because i was also afraid and just wanted it to be over with and wanted to just like get through it as fast as possible yeah not the best idea
0: yeah and i think with talking about sex like something i recommend because it's truly like practice makes perfect like you know honestly we started off by and i've mentioned this a couple times on the pod like using card games that Mm -hmm. would kind of fuel the conversation and then we started like talking about like during like aftercare like when we're like laying there and like just like kind of talking about the experience and then like it's like evolved to this point where like you know we can just like throw it into regular conversation and like discuss like it's just so much more natural now
1: I very much like something that I am still very insecure about is like oh what if I'm bad at sex I've not had very much sex yeah uh with not many people and like what if I'm no fucking good and something that I have like discussed with friends and like my therapist is like As much as there's like probably is to some level being better or worse at sex, like every person is different and what they like. Like you need to learn what they like. It's not about just like a general person. What works for one person is not going to work for another person. Yeah. And you can only find that out through talking to each other. Totally. They can't read your goddamn mind. Right.
0: Because then you could be like having quote unquote bad sex, but it's not... It's because you're not saying, like, hey, like, you do this and I'm not, like, really into that. Yeah, and it's Could nothing try- about, like, right. it, it feels nothing mean about, or right. insulting to your, like, partner, but, like, it's not. It's like, nothing about them. It's, like, what your preferences are yeah. and how are they supposed to no. pleasure you if they don't know how to. Exactly. And that's the T. Mike drop. Myth number two. <laughs> Sex means penetration. Yes, Yes, this is one another myth that I really struggled with going like being in my relationship.
1: Particularly I think being bi because I think like you've had both. both and like it is different and I think like it's easier if you're in one camp or the other to have people understand what you're referring to when you say one or the other. Um but it's it's a little more uh, tricky.
0: Yeah, I like this quote that they said in the article. It says, we need to move beyond defining sex by a single behavior. And this is something that my partner actually preached from the beginning, but it took me a really long time to wrap my head around because early on, like, again, dealing with a lot of internalized homophobia, when we were having sex, like, after it, I would, I like, was like, where is the wiener? Mm -hmm. And yes, there's other means of penetration that we do engage in, but it felt maybe not real or
1: valid like sex in my head like even though i'm trying to write this ends when the guy comes
0: right right (laughs) like i was like it it felt so weird that is so true it felt so weird at the beginning of our relationship because i was so used to sex ending like when the man came or like that and like what sex looked like prior to this was just so different and i was really struggling with that um versus now where like what i have with my partner now just feels normal and natural and i'm not thinking about the uh, like the 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 dick involved
1: but like we are very much taught about sex framed from the male perspective
0: a hundred percent it's like what you see in the movies like Mm -hmm. that is what you think sex is is the moment where the two things are coming together and interlocking like that is what you think um but it's there's so many other things and yes everybody has their own definition like one person could think like fingering is sex where another person is like no oral is so like everybody has their own definition of it um and this was really interesting um uh like some of the statistics in this myth it says this myth has contributed to the pleasure gap between men and women Mm -hmm. 75 percent of men said they orgasmed every time they had they had been sexually intimate within the past month compared uh, oh my god! I should have read this better. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna start again for this one because we need to we need to feel this. Okay, 75 percent of men said they orgasmed every time they had been sexually intimate within the past month, compared with 33 percent of heterosexual women.
1: Yeah, hey, big gap. Meh. And then it was also I I think it was this in the same article where they showed the statistic of uh like men's percentage of orgasming like when doing something by themselves like when masturbating and when having sex with someone pretty even whereas women's when masturbating versus when having sex with a man very different no so that means women aren't incapable of doing it
0: no and literally this statistic got me so 75 compared no. to 33 percent. that is literally insane but i understand how that's happening because this is very vulnerable but like the first person that i was having sex with um like you know it was all about him never really about me i didn't even know women could come and that's on sexual education not being proper Bad. literally because i was what i was like 16 years old and didn't even know women could orgasm and like the whole thing was about him like Mm -hmm. it's just oh my god insane okay myth number three vaginas shouldn't need extra lubrication
1: oftentimes they do like a medication can affect it but also like Plenty of people just need it, and that's okay, and like it'll make it more comfortable and enjoyable. Like, that's something I th- like. Wished the first few times that I had sex that I like we had used extra, literally, something. That's, that's what I have written down. Well, the so the first time I had sex, or the first person I had sex with, uh, you guys were drunk, Someone, not someone. like we weren't oh, like okay. crazy drunk, we oh, were okay. like a, a little tipsy, but more so, uh, we skipped everything in between, we made out and then went straight from that to sex
0: well that's the issue (laughs) and we went
1: nothing in between oh my god Uh, so i was not there there was no even dampness going on down there and
0: oh my god
1: owie yeah and like my other friends who like uh i'd spoken to about their first experiences those who did use some sort of lubricant had a significantly more enjoyable time yeah because it's 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 especially that first time like it's Mm -hmm. like kind of like
0: shocking and like can be painful because you're not used to like having something that big up in there Mm -hmm. um but i i wrote that down too is like i wish in high school they taught that lubricant is this aid like it's not this thing because i think it is not an enemy right because i think men get in their Mm -hmm. teeny weeny beeny brains about it and they're like am
1: i not enough
0: did i not make you wet enough like when if they. saw it as this thing to like help their woman out or mm-hmm. like help them out like put it on your peewee like do something about it like you know I, I just think it makes the experience so much more pleasurable even with fingering like sometimes like like you said medications mm-hmm. other factors like whatever and so it just makes it more of an enjoyable process I love this one quote that was in this article it says as I often tell my students vaginas are not rainforests <laughs> Isn't that hysterical? Yeah, that's really good. that's so really good. Use lube, guys. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah.
1: It's the best. It's I have your it friend. in
0: it is. I have it in my nightstand. I have
1: one in my nightstand too. I've not had sex, but I <laughs> I mean I have not had sex. But it's there. Like yes. you
0: just need you need lube. Need lube in your it life. It cannot hurt to have. And we need to, I'm gonna make a compilation of this so a lube brand will sponsor us. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what brand I use.
0: I use KY.
1: I don't use them. I use one that like I think was like Clean recommended. Yeah,
0: I should probably use something like that because <laughs> if it's going inside so, my body, yeah, you probably yeah, uh, I should probably think about that. Okay, we'll, we'll get back to this <laughs> um, <laughs> myth in number four. It is normal for sex to hurt. Like the first thing that they said after this is, it is important to remember that sex should not hurt. Seventy-five percent of women experience painful sex at some point in their life.
1: Yes. Uh, so the first time that I had sex, we're referencing a lot today. This person doesn't listen to the podcast, though, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, it, it was painful and so obviously painful that the person apologized to me afterwards. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Which is, A, not a great feeling. Yeah.
0: Painful sex is really interesting because, like, you know, obviously the first couple of times I had sex, it wasn't, like, the most comfortable thing, but it wasn't painful and...
1: It oh was, no it was, it was very okay painful.
0: yeah it was okay in that in that sense but toward in my second relationship toward like the end of it and it was a very toxic relationship like it what sex was painful and I literally felt like it was my body rejecting this person <laughs> like literally uh, we tried everything and it was just like n- it was not comfortable no um yeah, I feel and like like the statistic says like I feel like so many friends and acquaintances and people I talk to who are women talk about having painful Mm -hmm. sex and and it's something that I feel like women we kind of just like breeze by because it's like just suck it up yeah
1: but like I remember so many times like during sex like just wanting it to be over as soon as possible yeah um yeah just wanting it to be done with
0: yeah because I feel like especially like if it goes on for a long time and it's uncomfortable, like you're just getting more and more pain and Mm -hmm. that's not fun. And this is where lube can come in and really help Mm -hmm. you too, is if something is fit, like if you are feeling like dry down there or like whatever, like slap some lube on. It's the best. Okay. Myth number five, men always want more, uh, more sex than women do. Not inherently true at all. No. No not at all I something that I've written down because I feel like this is something I've learned especially like in the last couple years with my relationship is like sex drives ebb and flow so much. much like literally before we started recording I was like I feel like with me with sex and like horniness it's like a couple days before my period on my period. And right after like, that is the mo when I want to have sex like the most. Yeah. Cause your hormones are fluctuating. Right. Otherwise, like sometimes I go through these like months where I'm just like, I-, I still enjoy having sex, but it's not like the top of mind. Whereas some other months it's like your hormones are just like different. And you're just like feeling like you want to have it.
1: I have really no interest in sex right now. I'm on a super high dose of Soloft. Uh, if I'm stoned, that's basically the only time I will get horny currently um yeah but yeah no I I just like have no interest really in sex at all um
0: right and like the, the <laughs> like and that like affects like the whole like everyone's having more sex than me like mm-hmm. you know and feeling and I and I like because I've had times where maybe I've not
1: been as like horny and like you kind of judge it you're like why don't I want to mm-hmm. do this
0: or like da 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 well like
1: there is a part of me that like is a little sad like we are young and there is like a large part of me that really wants to be engaged with that part of myself and, like, that is something that I think is difficult about a lot of SSRIs and something I've spoken to about, like, with my therapist. If she's like, this is why I don't feel like SSRIs are a good, like, sort of permanent solution. Yeah. Because just having that uh, part of your life, which, like, is a huge part of not just life, but particularly romantic relationships, yeah. just completely cut off, off. is like, not the best. No, it's not what you want for forever. And, like, there right. is, like, I'm going to admit, there is a part of me that, like, it bums me fucking out. Like, I wish I had more of a sex drive, and like, it especially makes me sad because I know that it is from a medication that I can't not be on right now. Right, I have to be on it, um, and like, it makes like dating more complicated. Sure, like, there, th- I have a lot of shit to explain to someone and unpack and let them know about with the sex. That like, I the last time I had sex with someone when I was on an antidepressant, it was with the only long term partner that I've had, and as much as it was not the reason we broke up, sex was a factor in us breaking up. Yeah. I think sex like has a lot to do with like
0: people um, breaking up and things like that, or it it can play a big role. Like I was thinking with this myth, like I remember in the article, they talked about like when the woman is the higher desiring partner, like in a heterosexual relationship, let's just talk that way right now. Um, When the the woman is the higher desired partner than the man and like, Th- you know the pressure of the man like oh you're a man like you're supposed to want to have a lot mm-hmm. of sex like why don't you want to have a lot of sex with me like da 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 I know that I've struggled with like being a higher desire partner and sometimes I'm like why don't you want to have sex with me like da 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 and it has nothing to do with you at no. all. like um, so
1: many factors can affect that yeah show.
0: yeah that's uh, that's a huge lesson like because I think when uh, you know in high school you're a horny high schooler like I, I don't know i was having a lot of sex in high school i was having no sex in high school
1: um <laughs> i barely even kissed anyone in high school i think i kissed two people
0: i think about all the time i'm like how did i do that like that it sounds like so easy to me right now like you know um so yeah i think it's not true that men always want more sex than women do yes you know we can want to be like fucked A lot too.
1: Damn. Um, I used to like read such. I I don't know if any of y'all were fan fiction people. I was. I ran so much like dirty smut. Fan.
0: (laughs) Like all the time. I love it. Okay. Myth number six. Desire should happen instantly. Yes. What do you think about this one? I thought this one is interesting. Yes. Because it can kind of go like two ways. I, You go first. Okay, so basically in the article they describe that there are two types of, like, desire. Spontaneous and, like, a response to stimuli. And then this doctor, it's uh, Dr. Brado. People tend to think that spontaneous sex is better, but Dr. Brado wants to normalize, like, non-spontaneous sex. Like, planned sex or, like, you know, when you're responding to a stimuli. Mm. Um, I think this is interesting because, like... I agree that sometimes I have been like, our sex life is so like non-spontaneous because it does like, we can, like I can feel when it's coming and da-da-da. Um, and obviously we've had moments of like spontaneity and I think that spontaneity comes from having a good like like a good conversations about sex and like feeling comfortable in the situation I think that like opens up uh spontaneity um but I've also had times where I think both my partner and I maybe haven't been in the mood but like something opens us up to being the mood in the mood like I know for my partner which is like kind of crazy and this just speaks to like who they are like um like in what they prefer but we'll have like emotional conversations and that'll turn them on. Yeah
1: isn't that crazy i thought that was crazy i think like the like spontaneous sex seems like more romantic and sexy but like practically within the real world like it it's it's, hard yeah and like to be honest like again kind of going back to the thing of like i need to be warmed up a bit like yeah oh yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) that's not how my fucking body works right i think like yeah, I, I
0: agree with you. I think it's hard to just kind of, like, throw your body into mm-hmm. it. Um, Particularly with, like, everything happening in the world. Like, Right. <laughs> I think I'm more able to do something, like, spontaneity, spontaneity I think, mm. when I'm, like, tipsy a little bit. Yes. I used to hate having any sort of tipsy, like, sex or drunk sex because you know your body parts are numb you don't feel anything and so i was like what's the point of this and da, da 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 but i think something that's i'm trying to come i've come around to a lot is like like i don't need to orgasm for me to like
1: have a good time like i don't mm-hmm. like you know like that was something that like so with the one long term partner that i had like it, i remember like i didn't i never faked orgasms but he did one time ask oh yeah how many times i've told this story before but i think it's very funny Um, How many times did you come? And I was just like, "Uh, I don't keep track. And like, I should have been more honest. That's on me. But like, it wasn't that like, I wasn't necessarily enjoying our right, sex. Right,
0: right. No, I think, like, I, the last time Olivia and I had gotten drunk, like, we, like, had this, like, t- fun, tipsy, like, moment and da-da-da. And, you know, like, n- nobody came from that situation. Yeah. We could barely like it feel still our- bu- be enjoyable. But it's so fun. Like, your inhibitions are low. And, again, like, we've created this space where we feel comfortable with the spontaneity. But I also do think, like, the response to sim- stimuli can be important, too. Like, we've never really, like, and I've never with a partner yet, like, been like all right five thirty on a wednesday like we're yes. gonna have sex but you know sometimes our your lives get really busy and mm-hmm. like you know it gets to that point but like if that's working for you like you shouldn't be judged because of that
1: yes yeah
0: so i yeah
1: and i think that's like kind of fun and like you like knowing that it's going to be like you can sort of like build up and like l- do little flirts throughout like yes. the day. and like yes oh my god again, i love that kind of like knowing what's going to happen like at least for me like I that is a positive to yes. me like in actual practice of life as much as like spontaneity is like fun and sexy like <laughs> I don't think that would practically work for me very well.
0: Yeah. I think like it's sex like especially with like the movies like I know I kind of struggled with like the spontaneous element of like all right I want you to pick me up and throw me against the wall and like <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm so hot
1: that like you can't like right, restrain yourself. Right.
0: And I just think in the World. like it's That's like, not how life works, right? Like, so, yes, those moments can happen, but it's not like that is going to happen like every single fucking no. time. And we just need to normalize that because I know for so long, like, I just felt so insecure about like not having this like crazy sex that you see in the movies. And but like, come on, like it's yeah, a it's, movie, it's a fucking movie. Like, of course the sex scene is going to be hot, you know. Sorry guys, we gotta we had to change out something. Imagery is camera. I love. We are the thing is is we are all parts of this podcast, so we gotta like do it all, you know.
1: Yes, and we, we don't know how to do it all. At all, so
0: <laughs> sometimes it's a little cry cry. All right, so myth number seven, or did we do plan sex is boring?
1: Yeah, we did talk about it. Okay, kind. cool, cool. Yeah, enough. yeah,
0: but yes, plan sex is boring. Oh, and something that it's not. It's not boring. Um, But that's the myth is plant sex is boring. Um, And then something from the article I thought was interesting is like them saying that this is a harmful view because it leads to many people treating sex like an afterthought, doing it late at night when they're exhausted and distracted. And I relate to this, especially lately. I've been realizing like I am not a late night sex person. Mm -hmm. Like I love a good like 9 p.m. moment, Um, not like right before I go to bed because I will fall asleep. Fair, yeah, yeah so I think that's a uh, interesting thing too so okay, last myth you guys your penis doesn't stack up,
1: so not one I've super experienced no but not like one I've I experienced think, like similar can be like experience of like I think there is like a harmful myth around like the more sex women have like the looser they become and oh it's like, yeah, oh what if my vagina's bad like I can't do shit about that right something that i wrote about
0: because i was like oh wait this one really doesn't pertain to me but i've i've heard this you know i know that cis men people with penises they experience a lot of pressure to be a certain size a certain Mm -hmm. girth or whatever um but something i i thought about like in addition like in substitution of this is like the whole idea of having like um vaginal hair And like people's like preferences around that. And I was like, because is it bad or good to have it like da 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 da. And I remember my first sexual partner, like they told me to shave down there. And that was like such a, crazy moment for me and i went through this like really long period of time of like always wanting to be like stripped down to the bone like no hair and now i'm like in this place where i'm like i don't care like obviously i like it well kept but it's just
1: like this should be my choice not yes. yours and like your partner can have a preference oh sure. but if, like if you're going to express that you need to be like a very polite and b you need to be okay with your partner might not do it, right? It's their body.
0: There, I think there's a certain way to talk about it. In a, re- you need to be respectful, yes. like not demand it, not like shame somebody mm. for having hair, d- like down there. We all do. Nobody's asking like a cis man to like chop
1: chop. No, even when like it's um, they're nasty it's nasty um do you want to know something funny that happened like, i don't know like a couple of months ago that i okay. almost brought up on the podcast okay so i if i'm having sex i typically like it a bit like trimmed down whatever but i've not been having sex in a while so i just haven't really cared about that uh i was in the shower the other day making sure everything was all washed there was a knot in my pubic hair it was Holy so long there was a legit knot there was no a no way yeah. that's yeah. where i'm at with my life uh, and i kept thinking of i don't know if you've seen the scene in i've not even watched this movie but for some reason i've seen this clip multiple times from one of the sex in the city movies where they're like there's a jungle going on down there or something and i'm like there's a straight up jungle (laughs) no i need to do your
0: european wax center you know i i I get a lot of ingrown hairs and so i've like tried shaving now like i'm at a weight where like i can't really see what's going on down there and so I I need to get waxed, but also waxing is just, like, such an experience. I feel like sometimes I need to, like, emotionally prep for, like, my vagina being, like, and the the thing is, is, and I understand why the people who are waxing talk to you and want to make you feel comfortable, but I am just, like, please don't talk to me. Like, let me just focus and be Talking calm. Talking to someone while they're literally inside like, your body Like,
1: out. Like, no, <laughs> like, please, <laughs> just don't talk to me. I've a couple times made the mistake of getting waxed while well on my period just because of Yes, and the little out.
0: string it, is there. A, the
1: string. B, it hurts
0: so much more. I know. Oh, my God. I've, I, I have made that mistake, too. And I, I remember the first time it happened to me, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I do? Literally, I do? I went and
1: asked them, I was like, do, do you want to tan on do you want a tampon? Do you not? I yeah. don't know which is better. I and I went into the bathroom beforehand and I made sure to like make sure there was no blood. Anymore. Yeah. I
0: know. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the myths. There's one
1: more thing that oh, I did yes. want to bring yes, up. Yes, you did. Um. Yeah. And so like trigger warning, talking about sexual assault, not in detail by any means. Um. But another thing is I want to talk about some statistics on sexual violence. Yeah. Uh, and I think there are a lot of myths around sexual violence. There are a lot of people that go and talk about like, As if it's overreported and that women like use it to get back at men. And A, it's, if anything, deeply underreported because I know so many people have experienced sexual assault, including myself. Most of us have not reported it. Uh, But sexual violence is very common. Over half of women and one in three men experience sexual violence um, in their lifetime. One in four women and about one in 26 men have experienced completed or attempted rape. Um, sexual violence starts early more than Wait,
0: so the statistic is one in four women, but one in twenty-six men. Yes. Interesting.
1: Um, sexual violence starts early. More than four in five rape survivors reported that they were first raped before the age of twenty-five. Um, and it does disproportionately affect women and uh people who are not white. Um, and how like that can affect your sex life. Like I yes. was sexually assaulted years ago, and I'm at a really good relatively good place with it but like it very much still affects me like there is still a huge part of me that sex is very scary to me and like again going back to that partner where like sex was not the reason we broke up but definitely a part of it like we had these conversations where i was like a i'm on medication that really affects my sex drive yeah. and b i have this very scary history that like is very difficult for me and he would say in conversations that he was okay with it and understood because then when it practically came to us having sex he wouldn't. Less. Yeah. Um, and I think there was like an expectation to like move on and like let go. And like I haven't been able to. It still very much affects me. Like I'm very afraid of sex. Like I like it is something I will never let go of. Like I even felt like it took me probably like at least nine months before I even told anyone yeah um, I for the longest time went back and forth on whether or not I had to count it in my body count mm. um, which you don't have to rape isn't sex right Um, but that like it very much is a part of life that so many people especially women fucking experience and there's not a lot of support for it and like you're expected to still like be fucking ready to go even though like like with again this former partner like I would flinch sometimes when they touched me yeah I was still had a lot of fucking trauma from it um but just like to anyone who's experienced that I am so fucking sorry for you yeah not sorry for you but I'm so sorry that you had experienced that I'm so fucking angry for you that that person did it um and like you deserve patience and kindness and fucking everything and that it's okay if it fucking affects you it's been years for me it still fucking affects me
0: a hundred percent I even think like even if you have done work and have gone like Mm -hmm. and treat and gotten like treated like most of you know where it's not like something that you're constantly thinking about like there will be times where things come up for you Mm -hmm. like I I have not like there's definitely experiences that I've had where I don't think I was a hundred percent consenting. And I even still think about those things mm-hmm. and they'll come up for me and like, you know, and then you're like, Hey, like I'm just like feeling some type of way. And yeah, like you said, I really feel like your partner, whoever you're with, like, you know, if you're comfortable speaking about this with them, please do. And like that person needs to be patient with you and understand that, like you are working through things. um, Yeah yeah it's terrible it's fucking horrific and like uh, not to say that like obviously men don't experience rape because they do but I think just to put in perspective like one in four women versus one in
1: 26 men something that really fucking infuriated me and like I love my dad very much but something that infuriated me is I was having a conversation with him so he he now has two sons and uh four daughters but uh my brother is trans so went through college presenting as a woman. Yeah. And I brought up to him one time, uh, how, and I slightly misquoted the statistic of like the statistics of how many women are sexually assaulted in college. And I was like one off with the number. And I was like, so your problem is more that I got the statistic wrong than the fact that the statistic is, I think it was probably at least two of your daughters have been sexually assaulted. That isn't your fucking problem. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very much not talked about and, oftentimes there really is no fucking recourse and something that's really difficult is like a lot of sexual assault happens from people you fucking know yeah um and to not that a ton of men listen to this podcast but like if you see those behaviors in your friends fucking call them out there is i forget his name but a comedian who like uh talks about it in his stand-up of how like he had a friend sexually assaulted by another one of his friends and how he had seen patterns in this person mm-hmm. and it will have to be on him his whole fucking life that he didn't do anything. Yeah. um, And that if this has happened to you, like so many women this has happened to and you are not fucking alone. Yeah.
0: You are not alone. And when you feel comfortable talking to somebody about it, like, you know, there will be somebody out there that like is there for you and, and will hold that space for you yeah yeah that was important to mention i feel like that is like such a underrated or under talked about thing about sex is like the violence that can come with it the sexual assault that can come with it you know know,
1: even just like in so much porn like it is very violent towards women and like that's the thing is like even before this incident happened to me like my first few sexual experiences were very violent and scary. Like I think I've told this story before. Of how the first time I hooked right. up with someone, they started choking me. They didn't give me any context. They didn't give me any warning. It was the first time we were hooking up. I was young in college, and like I literally had the moment where I like no joke, and I like tell this story kind of as a joke. But I was like, oh, this is where I die, right? Um, because those
0: sorts of things, like especially like with BDSM and like things mm-hmm. which are totally valid if you like them. Yeah. Like we're not we're not judging. But again, it all comes down to your communication and yes. those things need to be communicated because they are really jarring mm-hmm. and they can be really scary and
1: like And yes. I've had multiple partners start choking me that with no prior warning, insane. which I'm like, why would you think that is okay? Not that it is like a bad thing to do, but like specifically with choking, there are safe ways to do it and unsafe ways to oh, do 100%. it. Oh, a
0: hundred like, percent. They could have
1: hurt me. Right, right. Yes. So again.
0: Make sure you guys are communicating with mm-hmm. people. If there's something that somebody's doing that you don't like, you better tell them. I know it's fucking uncomfortable, but I promise you, like it makes the world a difference. And I know like for me, like I've gotten so much more comfortable with like receiving feedback mm-hmm. in the bedroom and because I want, this, I want them to have a good right, time. Like you want this person to have another fucking good time. Yes. Okay? So that's the T-shirt.
1: Boom. (laughs) That's (laughs) our college reference. Yes.
0: But we'll leave this article in the um, description for you guys. If you guys want to read it, it was like such an interesting read and we hope that this was fun. Cool. Cool. Sorry and for
1: ending things on a bummer note. But. Oh no.
0: I think it's an important note to end on, but this was like really fun. I, re- I love like articles that we can like, kind of like talk about and yes. stuff like this. And who doesn't love talking about sex? <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. We do hope that you enjoyed. We were cut off again. But if you guys enjoyed this episode, go follow us on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. And on TikTok and YouTube at completely
1: FCKING clueless.
0: Slay. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe, like, comment all the things. It really helps out the podcast. Thank you you so much. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing Tuesday. Have an amazing week. And do not forget to be... Motherfucking Clueless.
1: (laughs) Yes. Do not
0: forget. Do not forget. This is for mommy. Have good and a big heart. (laughs) This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel 58ember.com or find us at 58ember Media on socials.